You are listening to the Essential Geopolitics podcast from Stratfor, a rain company. I'm Emily Donahue. After a dismal 2020, the global economy seems prepped for at least some growth in 2021, barring any major unforeseen events. How well will it recover and which countries will benefit? Michael Monderer is here to tell us. Michael Monderer is Stratfor Senior Analyst for Global Economics. Michael, what is the outlook for this year? Well, Emily, uh, first of all, let's let's take a, a very short look back. The uh, the global recession in 2020 was actually the fourth worst recession in the last 100 plus years. Uh, that includes it was exceeded only by the Great Depression and also by uh, downturns in productive output during two world wars. Um, even so, however, it wasn't nearly as bad as people had anticipated, and global output was down by just over four percent last year. Uh, Looking forward to 2021, the economy, unfortunately, continues to be dominated by COVID-19 and the after-effects. Whatever progress we make is going to depend on vaccines, plus any need for renewed or stronger restrictions as the virus has been re-emerging and it mutates in the new strains. As a result of that, um, growth slowed significantly in the fourth quarter, especially in the U.S., Uh, The U.S. had grown at a 33% annualized rate in the third quarter. That was down to only 4% in the fourth quarter. Um, And it followed three consecutive months of retail sales falling and the loss of 140,000 jobs in December. Now, that's in the United States specifically. That is in the United States. So overall, COVID is weighing on sentiment. The U.S. is continuing to struggle. Fortunately, hospitalizations seem to be falling. The rate of vaccinations is picking up, um, and things look somewhat brighter going forward. Elsewhere, when we look at the rest of the world, Europe went back into decline in the fourth quarter. Uh, It's possibly in a double-dip recession with negative growth expected this quarter. There are also political issues in Italy, which uh, the Italians are moving to try and overcome, but that could hold back what is what is Europe's third largest economy. Um, And basically, China was the only major economy that grew last year. But what concerns us is the recovery has been a bit unbalanced. It's been dependent on traditional sources of growth that seem to have petered out in the Chinese economy. That is, you had credit-fueled investment and, and exports leading the recovery. So, Michael, what factors are holding the economy back? First of all, Emily, the the consensus forecast is that there will be global growth this year of about 4 to 5%, although the IMF is now much more optimistic than that and is projecting 5.5% growth. Um, It's worth noting the IMF was behind on on foreseeing the impact of the epidemic last year. Indeed, yeah. I remember Um, that. It took the IMF until March to catch up with, with everyone else. In addition, one-third of the global total is growth from China, which, as I said, is, was the only major economy to grow last year. But uh, as, as China returns to deleveraging and it starts to confront its structural issues, that may affect projections for this year. So the factors that are holding things back are that the economy everywhere has been primarily man- led by manufacturing. Um, Expectations or sentiment in indices show that things will continue to expand, but it may be at a slower pace. Uh, consumption is gradually coming back, but 
everywhere confidence is still very subdued there's there's there are higher level higher levels of precautionary savings just about everywhere um, consumption of services is down unemployment has eased somewhat but it's it's still above historical averages and if returning to the US very briefly um, the December payrolls report was the first decline in employment since April um, as of the date of this recording the 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 January report isn't yet out, but uh, we'll have to wait and see what that shows. Um, in in addition, we still have we still have problems with business insolvencies and bankruptcies. Um, in the U.S., we've had major retailers declare bankruptcy. Bankruptcy, uh, among them are Neiman Marcus, J.C. Penney, J. Crew, Guitar Center, and Hertz. Um, there are no reliable numbers yet on on small businesses but we would expect there would be a record number of filings going forward. And the longest, the, the biggest concern, I guess, and having the longest-term impact is that there has been a tremendous slowdown in global investment. Um, it's below its long-term trend, which had been declining anyway. And aside from China, global investment is expected to remain below its end 2019 level, at least through the end of 2022. That is according to the World Bank. Well, one of the things that you and I have talked about in the past is global debt. What's going on with global debt as governments spend much more than before to fight COVID-19? Well, global debt has increased by about $20 trillion since the end of 2019. Um, the total is now more than $277 trillion, with the debt-to-GDP ratio exceeding 360%. Uh, that that's an all-time high for advanced economies that is developed economies the US Europe Japan um, they face a low interest rate environment where interest rates are at or near zero and that will support their ability to service a, a larger amount of debt for some time for developing economies what the pandemic did was it exacerbated or highlighted vulnerabilities that include high amounts of sovereign and corporate debt. At Stratfor, we don't expect there's going to be a systemic global debt crisis in 2021 along the lines of the Latin American debt crises of the 1980s, 1990s, or the Asian debt crisis of the late 90s. Um, and that includes for the poorest countries in Africa. But there could be problems for individual countries in crisis. And the common denominator for all these countries is that is that there's a high reliance on market financing. For now, there's excess global liquidity, which combined with a, a high investor risk appetite um, supports the continued ability to borrow and for those countries to obtain financing. But creditworthiness concerns are probably going to lead to increased borrowing costs on a case-by-case -case basis. And a large number of countries will face debt service issues, if not in 2021, probably in 2022, uh, particularly if there's a shift in market sentiment and, and risk aversion becomes uh, more pronounced and there, there is concern about creditworthiness. Well, that's a lot to take in. Michael Monderer is Stratfor's Senior Analyst for Global Economics. Thank you so much, Michael. You're welcome, Emily. Thank you.
You can stay updated on all of the geopolitical analysis from Stratfor Arrain Company. Sign up for our free newsletter today. Visit worldview.stratfor.com. That's worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. Thank you.